Wherever cancer is, Hancock Health will fight. In any part of you and in all corners of East Central Indiana. From Indianapolis to Greenfield to Knightstown to Greensburg. From hospital rooms to family rooms, we fight. With technology and medicine. With care backed by the wisdom of Mayo Clinic. For you, for your family, and for your future in Decatur County. We fight cancer here. HancockHealth.org slash cancer. FreedomFoodsIndiana.com is here to bring fresh fruits and vegetables right to your door. No need to ever leave the home or deal with the stress that is having to go to the store. FreedomFoodsIndiana.com makes it easy to order fresh fruits and vegetables online with the click of a mouse. I'm Rob Kendall. I love FreedomFoodsIndiana.com and I know you will too. It's a great way to keep your family eating right without the hassle of having to shop. FreedomFoodsIndiana.com Rob Kendall, Jim Merritt, Abdul, Hakeem Shabazz. The program is Statehouse Happenings, your weekly look at what's going on with Indiana politics and government. All right, let's start with the big news. Abdul, we'll start with you. Kyle Huffer says adios to being the uh, Indiana Republican Party chair. Those of us in the know knew this for quite a while. No surprise here. Where is he going? Uh, that that we're not sure yet. Uh, Kyle hasn't stated publicly uh, where he's going to head. The, the word on the street is going to uh, go uh, co-chair uh, Brad Chambers, uh, former IEDC uh, director's uh, gubernatorial campaign. Now, like I said, we we haven't we haven't we don't know that for sure. Uh, Kyle's actually going to sit down and have a, actually have a chat uh, this weekend, so you can hear the interview on the on the weekend radio show. Uh, they actually kind of talk about uh, where he's going and what he's going to do in the whole nine yards. But yes, he is leaving. But there's an asterisk mark by it. Oh. Because when you leave, well, to, to replace the chairperson, the, the, you got to give notice. And then they got to have the election within like 14-something-odd days and some change. Ah. Kyle did not say exactly when he was leaving or stepping down, just that he's going to be stepping down as uh, state chairman. So there's an asterisk mark by that. So who his replacement will be, the word on the street is that uh, the governor, well, no word on the street anymore because it's, it's official, official. The, the governor's uh, recommended Ann Hathaway, uh, who's a longtime Republican activist, uh, uh Committeeman on the seven in the seventh district, which is uh, Indianapolis, Marion County, to take her place, and is a good friend of mine too. Well, of course she is, and I have no doubt that if I were to say who's Abdul's friend, I would put uh, her right at the top of the list. And uh, all right, Merritt, uh, you like Huffer? What's your deal with Huffer? I don't really have a deal with Huffer. I don't know where good he's answer. going. Uh, <clears throat> he uh, uh, he spent a lot of places, and. Uh, <laughs> uh, I, I, uh, what was, a ringing endorsement! <laughs> he's been. He was at Ice Miller one time, in fact, uh, practicing law. But uh, Anne Hathaway, I believe, will be a very good uh, uh, Indiana Republican chairman. And uh, when I was chairman of Marion County Republican Party, she um, was a key um, assist to me, and, and as well as the fact that she's kind of in charge of the uh, national convention in Milwaukee next year. And so she's she's a key figure in national poly, uh, po- party politics. Okay, I want to a- uh, ask how this works here in just a second. But before we do that, what what is the merit? We'll go to you first. Mm-hmm. Like, what's the legacy for the Republican Party under Hupfer? I mean, for a lot of people, it's bigger taxes, bigger government, the disaster that was twenty twenty. I mean, inside the party, though, I mean the the crowd Abdul hangs out with. Love you, Abdul. Uh, they seem to really love this guy. Well, uh, you look at the record, and and uh, he doesn't have a whole lot to do with policy, but he's got super majorities. He's got a uh, twice uh, Holcomb won 
once and then reelection, and and so he's he has a winning winning legacy, and and, and there's no denying that whatsoever. Uh, the party's in financially good shape. You 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 do that when you have that success when you have the governor's chair, and so. Um, uh, Chairman Huffer can leave uh, with his his chin up and and uh, oh, I thought you were going to say things. with his tail between his legs. <laughs> hey, so so Merritt hit on a good, interesting point, Abdul, which is Huffer is almost in a sense like a mercenary in the sense of he doesn't really care what the actual policy is. His job is to just, I mean, he cares because they have the him and Holcomb are the same friends around the same crowd, a lot of same views. But his ultimate job is just get Republicans elected and whatever they do, they do. For the, for the most part, yeah. And also, uh, Indianapolis notwithstanding, uh, Republicans have picked up a lot of mayor races uh, between between the time that Huffer became chairman and here, and also uh, increased their uh, control of county boards and county commissions. So if, if you look at just basically a win-loss ratio, which at the end of the day, that's all most folks care about if you're a county chairman, unless you're trying to be a fake elector in Georgia, that's a whole different ball of wax. Uh, unless, as long as you're, uh, as long as you got a good win record, mm-hmm. winning solves a multitude of issues and concerns. He's also a key player on the national scene as well with the part, the national party itself. Okay, so let's talk about the replacement. There was a time, and by a time, I mean up to probably about until this one, where hey, whatever the governor wants, the governor gets. I mean, we saw, I mean, some real, uh, some real winners picked in the recent appointments of these party chairs, and usually it's just whoever the governor wants. That's who they they give. But the Republican Party, the activist wing, the conservative wing, I mean, you think about hundreds of thousands of people walked away from the Republican Party in 2020 to vote for Rainwater. They're not just going to roll over and take Ann Hathaway. I mean, I know you guys may like her, but, man, she is just cut from the same cloth as Kyle Hupfer. Well, you see, but, see, but here, here's the difference, though. There, there's a difference between – so to quote the rank and file who voted for Don Rainwater in 2020 because they were mad about the the, the lockdown, versus the, the 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 and it's only real it's really only like 12 votes that that you need. That's the state central committee. That's it. So well, that, that, well, that, that, where's like, it going? So explain how a state party chairman gets elected. Uh, basically, uh, a nomination is made from from the it's the state central committee, which is uh, two representatives from all nine congressional districts. Uh, in Indiana, I think there are like a couple more. I think the governor may have an appointment or U.S. senators may have an appointment. Or it's, it's, either, it's either 9 or 11. That, that is the universe that you work from, period. Well, it's a lot like what nominated uh, Governor Holcomb coming out of the Pence vice presidential nomination. And uh, you probably had to get 12 votes because I think there's 22 votes there. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because Rakita only got like two votes, and one was begrudgingly, and that's because the guy was mad at Susan Brooks. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so, so those it's true. The, the, those twenty-two votes, you just have to get a majority of them, and 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 Robert, I I would think that uh, the rainwater example is is okay, but I think more so is what you're talking about is that Diego Morales voter, who uh, who. Uh, he brought a lot of people to the convention. You just don't know how many of those individuals are on those district boards, the, the vice chairman, chairman, and that's that's where the rubber meets the road. I, well, I mean, this is a big deal though because you've got potentially a very heated race for lieutenant governor at your convention. You've got six people running for governor now, maybe more by the time it's all said and done. So the state party chair, whoever inherits this, really could have some influence on whether it's business as usual or things change. I mean, 
there's a reason they want her, right? I mean, it's they're not running a soup kitchen over here. This isn't they're not writing it off on their taxes as charitable giving. There's the re the reason the powers that be want Anne Hathaway. They want business as usual. Yes, and it it very well could be chaotic because again, Anne Hathaway is a big player on the national scene and some of her attention is going to be in Milwaukee uh, for the convention next year. Abdul, is there anybody that you're hearing that may step up and run against her? Because ultimately, if no one runs against you, then I guess you win by default. Well, there, there was some talk uh, that my good friend Mario Masalami, uh, who's the chairman of Hamilton County, oh, yeah. uh, may run for the spot. Uh, that's kind of gone by the wayside. Uh, last time we sort of talked and uh, chatted uh, because uh, like I said, Hathaway is, more, is, is likely the, is the governor's choice and Mario isn't going to do anything to step on the governor. Hamilton County being what it is so well there has it, 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 it correct me if i'm wrong but does it have to be a chairman and a vice chairman that are female or male or has that gone by the wayside i, th- I think i think it's more of tradi- i think it's more of a traditional rule as opposed to a, like a, a, a state mm-hmm. wait what are you saying so like if you got a woman chair you gotta have a man yeah. vice chair uh, uh-huh. uh-huh. Who came up with that? Was that you, Merritt? Did you do that? <laughs> well, actually, if you think about it, uh, technically it makes sense. Yeah, it's tradition. It's tradition. And so the question Why is- Why would you just who- pick the best people? What difference does it make whether it's a man or a woman? <laughs> just tradition, Robert. And it'll be really because interesting. Here's, here's, the, here's the thing. Women tend to think a little bit differently than men, and men are all like, uh, beating the chest and all that other crap, whereas women, are, women will stab you in the back and smile. <laughs> All right, it's Statehouse Happenings. What a great way to transition into our next uh, topic, which is, Abdul, you reported last night that it appears Todd Rokita. Todd Rokita is going to run for re-election. Is that correct? Unfortunately, yes. I'm sorry, yes, he is. Um, And it appears for Attorney General, so it appears he may have some competition. What did you report last night, last night being Wednesday? Uh, Last night being Wednesday, I got uh, word through the rumor mill, that Destiny Scott Wells, who ran against Diego Morales for Secretary of State, actually did relatively well in Central Indiana, just for the outlying areas where she didn't uh, didn't connect with voters, uh, is uh, considering running for Attorney General. Uh, she's been really active on Twitter lately and lots of things about voting, you know, reproductive rights, the whole nine yards. Oh yes, we've had a lovely little spat and so, back so and guys, forth here the past uh, the past week. Yes. So, so got me to thinking, like, okay, you're you're kind of active on Twitter. You're you're kind of a little more active than usual. Let's see, conventions next year, blah, blah, blah. Well, my, my tells you may be running for something. So I reached out to sources close to the candidate, and they said she is considering it. Okay, so I guess this seems like the most political thing ever where, I mean, is it safe to say that that Diego Morales was the worst statewide candidate for public office in Indiana's 207-year history? I mean, is that <laughs> is that too much of a stretch, Abdul, to say that Diego was the uh, the worst candidate to ever seek public I, office. I would say that statement is not beyond the realm of possibility. Okay. And so she not only lost, she lost badly to arguably the worst person to ever seek statewide office. Now, look, I mean, it's a strong competition between uh, Charlie White, uh, you know, and the others in there. But And so you lose badly to this guy, and then your response is, I know I'll run for something else. Well, she, she, I, I, would, I would say she lost badly. Uh, because 14 it, points? Because Indiana is a Republican state. Well, and she, and she very, got a, very Republican. She got about 40% of the vote, which is about the Democrat, that's, yeah, the Democrat baseline. She didn't, do any, didn't yep. really do mm-hmm. any worse uh, than any other uh, candidate. So, so let me and, ask you this. If that is the case, then is every statewide office candidate on the Democrat side in Indiana just a, just a ballot filler at this point? Uh, not necessarily, because once again— I point to Glenda Ritz. I point to Joe Donnelly. Democrats can win 
in Indiana under the right set of circumstances and under the right conditions. And next year is going to be a very weird, bizarre presidential year anyway that anything can possibly possibly happen. And uh, what I've been talking to some people, uh, that if Donald Trump is their nominee, uh, we could see 1974 all over again, where Democrats just swept through everything because people were just mad at the, at the president at the time. Wait, you're saying because the guy who's not in office is running for office, people are going to be mad because the guy who's not in office is running for office? If, he, and- if, he's, if he's on the ballot. It, it, it has it has it has, a, it has a trickle down effect. The top of the ticket matters. Wait, you're saying people are going to look at Joe Biden in Indiana and go, "Hey, give us some of that"? No, 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 not, not necessarily. Not necessarily, not necessarily say vote for Joe Biden per se, but they could just skip Donald Trump altogether and then also take it out on Republicans down the ballot. Oh, well, that wouldn't be so bad because the Republicans deserve to have it taken out on them down the down the ballot. And one other thing is, people might not vote. You know, there there are a lot of there's a lot of discontent out there, and. Uh, and and you just never know what's going to trip somebody's trigger on, on either voting for someone like Rainwater, yeah, or um, or not turn out. It's just a very testy. Mary, Mary, and, and also got to remember too that uh, politics is all about time and place. And what's happening in, in the twenty twenty four election is not what happened in twenty twenty two. Is not what happened in twenty twenty, which is not what happened in eighteen. Every day, every every election has its own characteristics, its own personality, its own sort of dynamics. So to, to expect that Rainwater uh, will get that 150-something thousand, something 50,000 odd votes or... 345,000. You're, you're 190,000 off, but yes. Yes, you got 345,000. Well, I, I, would say the, I say those are the numbers that switched over from Republican to Libertarian. To say that those folks are going to stay with Don Rainwater, is you, you can't necessarily say that. No, I don't think anybody's saying that. It depends on who the Republicans nominate, but I think it's safe to say if you pick, say, Brad Chambers, who's tied with Holcomb, or Suzanne Crouch, who's tied with Holcomb, you're going to be telling those people... Hey, we didn't learn anything, or or we not learn, but we don't care that you left. We won anyway, so kiss our backside. I so, mean, so what you're saying is that Rain, so what you're saying is that the Republican nominee will still win, just not as much. Well, I, I, that's what I think I alluded to you. I think it, there's no doubt the Republican it, uh, starts with an overwhelming advantage. I mean, short. I mean, Diego got elected, Abdul. <laughs> how very, can you very do any red. worse? How can you do any worse than nominating Diego? I mean, can you think of anybody who you could pick who's running for any sort of public office right now that you would say they are more unlikable or come with more baggage than Diego? Todd Rokita? Well, but he... <laughs> Todd Rokita rolls out with 12% of the vote. Well, for governor? Anything statewide. Oh, you're saying like in a Republican primary? In a Republican primary, primary. yeah. yeah what would you see? Of... You got some sort of, in sort of internal polling? Well, no, I, I, I just... That's just kind of common knowledge, I think. Okay, well, let, but let's talk about from attorney general perspective... Oh. How sh- how would Destiny Wells beat Rokita? Because while we all have our issues with Rokita, let's face it, he's not, uh, you know, it's not like he's been convicted of a crime or anything. Oh, he's, he's very popular on the Lincoln uh, Lincoln Day dinner circuit. He goes to, uh, he, he tends, he tends all events and, and uh, he's well thought of in the Republican Party statewide. Yeah, and I mean he's a total buffoon and a doofus. But you're right, Merritt. I mean mm-hmm. he's he's fine. He's conservative to those people, and that's mm-hmm. they don't care it, whether he can practice law or and, not. And he also is a friend to to the legislature. Uh, he backs up their legislation, their law, and so um, he's he's fashioned himself a a real spot at attorney general, and he's not going to lose. Abdul, one of the things that our dear friend Destiny and I have been going back and forth on is she's very angry that I've dubbed her on-demand abortion advocate, which if you are for abortion from conception to live birth, I don't know what else I'm supposed to call you. She weighed into that big time last summer running for secretary of state, and that was so weird because 
uh, the Secretary of State has nothing to do with abortion, and all it did was remind people who otherwise would have been like, Diego's an idiot, that we go, well, we can't vote for her because of her stance on this. Like, why do the Democrats always default into that far-left social thing, which doesn't play well in Indiana? Well, I think for some reason uh, it's about it's about knowing how to pivot. It's about going because in, in a primary you got to run a little to the left or to the right, then you come back in the middle and the, to, to the middle in the, in the general election. I, I think what a lot of elected officials, Democrats and Republicans, have forgotten how to do is pivot. Is that they they get elected in a primary or in a convention? Like, okay, this is what I got to do to win. Like, no, you got to moderate your message a little bit. And it's like it's like the oh, what's the movie with the one guy? He's walking the tightrope between the two World Trade Towers, and he's got the the balancing beam and and the, and the long rope. That that's what you got to do, and it, it's 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 tricky, but it can be done. The yeah. elections are won for the most part in the middle. Yeah, and Democrats have been looking for issues forever, and uh, it, and the original idea isn't there. And it, you're right; it's the it's a pivot to the 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 abortion issue, and it's a head scratcher, no question about it. Yeah, why wouldn't you run on? Look, Attorney General shouldn't, but we all know Rokita says all sorts of things and talks about all sorts of things that really don't necessarily always pertain to the role of attorney general. But if you're the Democrats collectively, why wouldn't you just talk about the economy and the taxes and the spending? I mean, they're obviously for all those things too, but just lie to people. Well, 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 like- well here's the thing too, is that uh, reproductive choice and health has become a much bigger issue these days in a post-Roe, uh, in a post-Roe, post-Dobbs universe. And that, that is going to be a big issue. And it's a big issue. Uh, like I say, it's, 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 it's those suburban Republican women that, that this is a big issue for. But, and, but, and, but hold on, hold on but, a second. And, but and is the, it? But, but real quick, clearly you had as a person who's about as far left on abortion as you could be on the ballot against a total moron, and people must not care that much about it because if you were ever going to vote against a Republican, it would have been Diego, and she's as far left on this issue as you can be. Just yeah, about. but you got to remember though, she actually did. Remember, uh, we looked at the. Remember, we did this. Uh, we just do the the weekday show together for for a little while. Um, when you look at the, the the vote totals, where Destiny Scott Wells did best was actually within what a sixty mile radius of people who listen to our voices. Well, well, that's because Jeff Maurer did phenomenal within people who can hear our voices. Now he didn't yeah. raise any money outside of you know whatever. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Maurer. See, the thing is, if people get the message and they think they have a choice, they'll 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 exercise their choice, whether Republican, Democrat, or or Libertarian. I think the I think what Destiny made the mistake the the last go around was. He did relatively well uh, in central Indiana, but didn't do so well in other parts of the state. And as Jim will tell you, you got to do well in all of Indiana to do well or really run up your numbers in in Marion and the Donut Counties. Yeah, no question about it. And, and Destiny, uh, you know, fell short. And <laughs> when you look at nationally, the Dobbs decision really impacted the 2022 election. Not here, but many other places. FreedomFoodsIndiana.com is here to bring fresh fruits and vegetables right to your door. No need to ever leave the home or deal with the stress that is having to go to the store. FreedomFoodsIndiana.com makes it easy to order fresh fruits and vegetables online with the click of a mouse. I'm Rob Kendall. I love FreedomFoodsIndiana.com and I know you will too. It's a great way to keep your family eating right without the hassle of having to shop. FreedomFoodsIndiana.com 
Uh, Rob Kendall, Jim Merritt, Abdullah Kibshabaz, program of State House Happenings, your weekly look at what's going on with Indiana politics and government. And gosh darn it, we are so blessed to have this fabulous panel with us each week. And they do it at no charge. They do it out of the goodness of their hearts. So thanks for listening. Thanks for rewarding their kindness. <laughs> That's one uh, way to look at it. Yeah, how about that for an intro? Yeah. Uh, Abdul, what's going on with this guy trying to run for U.S. Senate against Jim Banks in the Republican primary and the Republican Party trying to keep him off the ballot? Mike Russ, he's a uh, businessman. John Russ. John, John Russ, not Mike Russ. John Russ. I'm, I'm thinking about another guy lately. Uh, John Russ uh, running for the U.S. Senate. Uh, the problem with John Russ, he wants to run against Jim uh, Jim Banks in the Republican primary, and also another guy named Wayne Harmon, who's a perennial candidate here in uh, Marion oh, County. Oh, I know Wayne. It is also think about running too. Um, the The issue is is that John to to, to get to to run as a Republican in Indiana, you have to have voted uh, at the either in the last two Republican primaries, municipal, general, midterm. It doesn't matter. Just the last two Republican primaries, and if if you haven't. Then you got to go get a letter from your county chairperson saying, "Hey, this person is a Republican in good standing." John hasn't voted in two consecutive primaries, even though he's filed paperwork to run. But then also, I can't remember which county he's. I think he's from Allen County up up north, up in the northeast area. Whoever his county chairperson is, she says, "I am not signing a letter." Okay, let me let me make sure I understand you properly because this is the most Republican and political thing ever. So we set a rule. But if we like you, we'll waive the rule. If we don't like you, then you have to abide by the rule. That's what that sounds like. Or, <laughs> or, or you can do what some other folks have done is go to a county chairman like, hey, you know what? I want to buy eight tables at your Lincoln Day. <laughs> <laughs> is that right, Mary? Did I just interpret that properly? I, I think you did. And isn't it isn't it Jackson County? I think I think so. Yeah, I think yeah, Jackson County. That's yeah. where the uh, the egg, you know, the egg company and yeah, the yeah, rust. He, the because he's a farmer, the, right? Yeah, yeah, he's a farmer, and uh, uh, I I don't I really don't understand why people beat their head against a wall when they know the situation because he obviously has his family is well known around Southern Indiana, and 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 the uh, protocols are there, uh, and and. Uh, He's and, just and, ignoring and, and, them. And technically, you don't even have to vote in the primary. Just go go to the polls, pull a ballot, and you know. but but this is a, this seems like is this law even constitutional to say in order to because basically to run for public office in in that part. Okay, this is and this I'm not asking this with an opinion. I'm asking this, and you're a lawyer and you know politics right. and Indiana politics. It is almost impossible to get on the ballot signature wise as an independent running for U.S. Senate. Or for any office. Well, right. Yeah, so 500 my question signatures is, per county, 92 counties. Is this law being challenged because basically you are prohibiting this guy from running for public office? Well, actually, what, what the, the, the response that would be, we're not prohibiting, we're not prohibiting him from, run for, from running for public office. We're basically saying, hey, if you want to run as a Republican or as a Democrat, this is what you have to do. Now, you can still run for public office if you want to run for public office as a Democrat or Republican. This is what you have to do. Yeah, but, I, but, I, I have an issue with the whole whole thing. And there, there, there could be a legal challenge, uh, but I don't see anybody doing anything right now. No, yeah. Nothing should have put my radar because, screen yet. Because my question to you, Abdul, would be, and I think you agree with me on this, we shouldn't be paying for whatever little uh, procedure the Republicans and Democrats want to have. We as taxpayers shouldn't be paying for that. I feel like I'm paying for this, and then the Republican Party on a whatever, whether we like somebody or not, is deciding who I have the opportunity to vote for using my tax money. I don't like that. 
Well, I've always been a big believer in open primaries, too. So top two vote-getters go to the general. And and the big elf in the room is Jim Banks. I mean, he's been endorsed by the – by the uh, state party, he'll be in, if he hasn't already been endorsed by the national party. Uh, this is an enormous mountain that Mr. Russ wants to climb. Rob Kendall, Abdul Gibbs, Jim Merritt, Program State House Happenings, your weekly look at what's going on with Indiana politics and government. Uh, okay, so let's reset the governor's race because now that uh, Curtis is in, we finally have somebody who has a pulse, and whether you like him or not, he's the only one that's remotely entertaining thus far. He came out, I guess this was, was this yesterday? Tuesday. We're doing the podcast on Thursday. He came out on Tuesday and said, if I'm governor, no mask mandate in the state of indiana i think you got a lot of great publicity out of it whether it's great public policy or not uh somebody else to decide voters to decide i obviously like it but uh from a political perspective he fires the opening salvo bear seemed like a good move to me well yeah and and we've talked about this on this program ad nauseum almost i uh we've had all these candidates that have been announced, everybody, for six or seven months now, nine months, ten months, maybe Doden a year, and uh, you haven't heard really a peep out of them. Doden's had a little implosions of policy. Uh, Suzanne Crouch has talked a little bit, a lot about mental health, but but to, I've been looking, and I, you know this, Robert, uh, that uh, for a disruptor, somebody that's going to come in and really disrupt the race, disrupt politics and government as well because the republicans have been and i'm a a loyal republican republicans have been in charge for 20 years since mitch took over things have to be shook up shake shaken up and uh and and uh very possibly attorney uh, i guess general hill uh will do so there are a lot of things to talk about that uh, a lot of things to be uncovered and uh curtis may be that individual Abdul, it seemed like a pretty easy open lane for people to fill if you're brawn. I mean, Suzanne couldn't do it because she supported the mask mandate, and Chambers won't do it because he supports Holcomb. But if you're Braun or Doden or Jamie Rittenhour, and by the way, we need to fix this. We never mentioned Jamie Rittenhour, who is also in the process of, Bless of his heart. running. Uh, it's a mm-hmm. woman. Mm-hmm. Her, her heart. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jim clearly... Uh, <laughs> I didn't know who she was. Well, a lot of people don't, and she is running. Whether mm-hmm. she gets the signatures or not, we don't know, but she is running. Uh, I actually saw her speaking at at, uh, at church, actually, uh, last Sunday, and she's very impressive as, a, as a, a speaker and a person, so we'll see. But if you're any of the other people, Abdul, what an open lane. Are you surprised nobody came out with that first? Even if you don't believe it, you get a lot of great publicity in a Republican primary. No, not necessarily, because once again, I remind folks that the only people who really pay attention to the governor's race right now are people like us, who who live in the bubble, who watch every move of the candidate, every every donation, every every policy statement. Regular people are aren't concerned about the governor's race right now. I mean, so granted, granted, uh, Curtis did see an opening on the mass mandate, uh, trying to sort of corner that that market on you know no more mass mandates, which is which is fine. But once again. Apart from a one-day story, will anybody really remember between now and January? However, when you look at this, and let's just call it six candidates for governor, uh, if he, if someone like Curtis Hill makes announcements once every two months about an issue, having a big speech, uh, there are six six candidates, and there could be more. What when you looked at a primary, it's going to be insider primary because not. A whole lot of people vote in the Republican primary, so that uh, that dependable 
Republican voter who might be a part of the a part of being an insider is going to be key. Abdul, you seem like you're kind of disappointed in Curtis. You guys used to be buddies. What's going on? No, no, we still are. We're still good friends. I would, I would, I would prefer my good friend Curtis Hill to sort of take a step back from politics. Like I said, you were Attorney General. Uh, you 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 lost in the convention. You ran in the second district. Lost in the, once again in the, in the in the caucus. Take take a step back from politics. Go run for actually actually we're afraid to like go run for mayor of some place. Then we get your your administrative experience you know, with roads, with with bridges, with infrastructure with workforce development, and really build up your resume. And then I would go run – I would come back again and run for governor. i just say, I, I just take a step back and a step, and a step away because third, third, sometimes third times aren't a charm. Yeah, and three strikes you're out. I mean, yeah. this is definitely the last last chance. Merritt, we got about 30 seconds left. Uh, why are all the rest of these people being as boring as dried paint? You know, I don't know. I think it's probably uh, what Abdul said. That they don't have to say anything. They've been visiting county fairs and Lincoln Day dinners, and and, and they've been doing the nuts and bolts of, of running for governor. And they haven't felt like they've had to make these announcements. When Doden comes up and he has this anti-constitutional, I'm going to take over Marion County type of approach, along with I'm going to pay teachers more money, Teachers don't vote in the Republican primary next May, uh, but but and, and and when you look at when you look at Senator Braun, he's um, he's off in Washington and uh, and play, and being a U.S. senator. So I, I don't know. I don't. I, I I'm glad Curtis is in the race because I think he's going to give it structure, and I think he he's going to say some things that that others uh, can't speak about, and as well as uh, what a governor candidate should be. Uh, it should be stating and putting down in, in red ink. A little pepper in the soup, and that's what I yes. think about you two, esteemed gentlemen. Abdul Akib Shabazz, Jim Merritt. Thank you, my friends. Thank, Thank you. you. FreedomFoodsIndiana.com is here to bring fresh fruits and vegetables right to your door. No need to ever leave the home or deal with the stress that is having to go to the store. FreedomFoodsIndiana.com makes it easy to order fresh fruits and vegetables online with the click of a mouse. I'm Rob Kendall. I love FreedomFoodsIndiana.com, and I know you will, too. It's a great way to keep your family eating right without the hassle of having to shop. FreedomFoodsIndiana.com. Rob Kendall, Jim Merritt, Abdul Keep Shabazz, the program. Statehouse Happenings, your weekly look at what's going on with Indiana politics and government. You can find Abdul on Twitter at A-T-T-Y-Abdul, at A-T-T-Y-Abdul. Jim Merritt's on Twitter at Jim underscore Merritt, at Jim underscore Merritt. Me, I'm on Twitter at Rob M. Kendall, at Rob M. Kendall. And you can hear me weekdays at 9 until noon. Kendall and Casey show on 93.1 WIBC. For Jim Merritt, for Abdul Keep Shabazz, I'm Rob Kendall. You've been listening to Statehouse Happenings.